0: Good, how you? Oh, I'm not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. We'll just wait on good season old Rob. Two season two, season two, baby, new and improved. Oh. On the move, wise guys hideaway. It's season two.
1: <laughs> where is the old boy?
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't know where he is. But well, I mean, we'll just chat up to him. How you been, bro? That's
1: been a minute. It certainly has. But I've I've been. Um, there's not been enough hours in the day. Put it that way.
0: It seems like it. You seem. uh 'Cause I just recently uh started up an Instagram or I guess another inst oh Rob, there he is. What's going on?
1: I'm
2: here, I'm here. You're here, you're here. Yeah, I could have used that twenty minutes to prepare, but
0: Nah, we're gonna wing it. You know how we do it over here. Season two. (laughs) it's the same podcast, just
1: season two. Just because it's season two, we don't have to come across <laughs> as professional, Rob.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm thinking we're going to monetize that sort of gimmick in like the fourth. The season, really, uh, you know, really give them a, a sort of an arc to talk about. <laughs> Ian, well, Ian had me
2: doing a lot of work today.
0: A lot of work. I appreciate you though, Rob. Like I said, I don't know nah, what is going on with um, with the NCS page on my face. Could just be my Facebook too. Like I said, all this shit I got downloaded on my phone is. Killing the data. But anyway, nobody nobody gives a shit about that. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Wise Guys Hideaway. It's been a minute, but we ain't dead yet. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, season two premiere, and uh, it's actually episode 50, you guys.
1: Hey, happy, nice one. Happy 50th anniversary. Yeah, happy 50th I, anniversary.
2: I didn't even realize it's been that many episodes. Yeah. I, yep. But I know I haven't been on all of them, so I mean, it's probably, I've probably been around a like half those
0: yeah, I was gonna say you—you, you, uh, Dave came around only about three episodes before uh, we finally bullied you into coming on here with all your mob knowledge and uh, your boss yeah. accent that everybody loves. But uh, no, you've been on here for a grip, man. You've been on here for a grip.
2: Yeah, like I was saying, you guys—I was at my brother's uh, engagement uh, bachelor party. Well, no, it wasn't really bachelor party. We just had a meet at his house. Have a barbecue and um. Uh, everybody was talking about the podcast, asking what's going on. I'm like, oh, you know, we already did season one. We're on season, you know, we're doing season two soon. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I it, was nice. it was nice It was nice to see people were uh, interested. You know what I mean? No, well, yeah, it's I'll been, be a, it's been nice. A big yeah.
1: shout. No, sorry, sorry, Ian. No, gonna got, a big shout. It. I'm going to give a big shout out to Bad Guy Podcast because um, when you put up, was that you, Ian, who put up on the Instagram uh, about season two beginning again? And he thought that we'd he'd missed an episode, and he was gutted. I said, "No, we're recording at the weekend." He said, "Great." <laughs> no, he said, don't no, missed yeah. it." That's one of, he's, we're one of their favorite shows, so crack
0: that's on. awesome. That's awesome. That dude. That makes me like. Uh, I've been having a, a rough little morning here to start. Actually, that makes me uh, makes me really, really happy to hear. Big shout out to those guys over there at the the Bad Guy Podcast. Bad Guy Podcast. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to say the uh, the Gangster Report, but uh, for some reason, but shout out to those guys too. Are, are the original gangsters? Uh, My bad.
1: My bad. Oh uh, original um, yeah, I'm the Oh, whoever. Yeah.
0: But uh well we're gangster report
1: Scott Bernstein, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Big shout out to Scott yeah, yeah.
0: Bernstein. I'm gonna have him on uh Sunday. He's gonna come through and uh get in on um season two if you guys want to be a part of it. Dave, oh, it listen. might be a little harder for you with yeah. the timelines. I know you're busy, but oh, Rob, yeah. if you're down. Yeah, well, what
2: one is this? um sunday i'll ask him what uh what
0: particular time
2: works best for him yeah i'd love to be on that no i can i can if not it's it's not oh dave
0: you're you're out there fucking doing the lord's work with all all this this (laughs) stuff you're doing man you ain't gotta apologize for missing a podcast about murder (laughs) but uh no we're uh we're gonna get into it uh for you folks but we're uh, kind of gonna do what we were doing uh, right before season one ended, where we sort of just do uh, kind of like uh, th- this month in organized crime history. Um, and I mean, obviously, there's there's the big ones like uh, the death of uh, John Gotti in 2002, which was on I believe um, was it the was it the sixth or was it the what's when, that when Gotti
2: died? That was um.
0: I wanna say the sixth for some reason.
2: No, it was it was like two days ago, I believe.
0: Was it two days? Oh, okay. Wow man, the date the date's just flying. But uh yeah, I mean there's a I mean there's just a ton of stuff we're gonna dive into. But uh before we do that, let's uh let's go around the table and give uh you know give the shout outs to our people, pay some bills, keep the lights on here at the Lost Cause Production studio. Uh who you guys got? You decide who goes first, I'll go last as always.
1: Go ahead, Dave. Uh yeah, I i give a big shout out, obviously to everyone at National Crime Syndicate. Christian Cipollini, Seth Ferrenti, uh J. Michael, Niotta, uh, You got Arthing apparel, um, uh, Ciro DiPaggio, yeah, uh, DiPaggio, big respect, man, big respect for that before and after photo from a year ago. Um, and yeah, oh, that's from a, his, that's, uh, from
0: his that's uh, surgery or whatever?
1: Yes, brother. Yeah,
0: he's a fucking tank, bro. Shout, that's shout out
1: to a year ago, man, that, that oh, blew me away when I saw those pictures.
0: Made me feel lazy. <laughs>
1: Made me feel inspired, man. That that just again, it's about you. Just not you. Don't know what's around the corner, do you?
0: True, but very, very true. I oh, no, so go yeah, he's got a big yeah big out- shout. Can you guys hear me? Yep, Dave, where you
2: go? I can't hear Dave.
0: I can't hear Dave either. I wonder what happened. We're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to do the old restart. Better five minutes in than uh fifty minutes in. Yeah, definitely. What
1: about now? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we got you. There it goes. Yeah, it must have been the signal, guys. That's all.
2: No, no problem. We ain't restarting shit. Yeah, I, I actually finished. need to turn, when I when I do this, I actually need to turn my Wi Fi off. For some reason, it works better just going off my data. I don't know I why get, that really,
0: is. I can see that. It's what, well, because I mean, it's uh up until like you start, you know, sharing it, it's an internal app. You know what I mean? It's essentially mm. like the three of us on a, on a phone call.
1: But then I'm in the UK, so I still think it's incredible that it's, it's still this clear anyway.
0: It's amazing. That's my favorite part, Dave, is people are all like, where the fuck did you get the English guy? Like, that's my number <laughs> one-asked question. Because uh, like, everybody everybody knows England. I love hooligans, and everybody knows I love Boston. So they're like, oh, you just living your best life, huh? They're like, you snagged you up, a dude from Boston and a dude from –
2: Rob, I tell everybody you're from Southie. I'm sorry. I know you're not. But- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm definitely not from Southie. I was, I was, uh, I'm, I'm originally from Somerville, which is right over the Everett line here. Okay. That's where, you know, home of the Winter yes. Hill game. I was going to say yes for it. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. But anyway, Dave, you had uh, just uh, shouted out Zero and then you cut out on us. So I apologize. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was just saying, like, big respect to Zero. Um, those photos just blew my mind to to kind of make you realize we just don't know what's around the corner.
2: Absolutely. A lesser but- man would not have survived that. That's a fact, man. 100%. It,
0: Justin. 100%. I would have died. <laughs>
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd have just
0: thrown in the towel. I'd have been like, "Well, that's that. It was a good run." Shouts out to Wise Guys Hideaway. They'd be like, "You're in the hospital. You don't need to shout out anybody." I'd be like, "Shout out to the nurses." That's Listen, why he
2: even, who he is, you know, that guy can do fucking anything.
1: Even if I didn't, even if I, uh, if I didn't die, there's no way I'm looking like that a year later.
0: <laughs> God no, I'm not looking like that with steroids, let alone fucking a year after. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You got? Yeah, uh, you got up anybody up. else on the... On uh, the no, I'm, going, I'm I'm done. With, uh, I, uh, over, Rob.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll do everybody. Dave said, um, you know, Sarah DiPaggio, Mob King, National Crime Syndicate, uh, Seth Ferrante, Scott Bernstein, Ryan Leone. Yeah, I won't, I'm not gonna yeah. go too long. No,
0: no, you're good. You got nothing but time, brothers big shout out to Ryan Leone, uh, and uh, Seth Ferrante, um, as well as here, here comes my very first promotion via podcast, um, this August. If you'd like to tune into a YouTube series I'm putting together, under the Lost Cost Productions banister, as always called the Lost uh, Lost Cost Productions Cross Country Chaos Tour, I'm uh, I'm going to <laughs> out of my own pocket take multiple trips uh, here, there, here, there, and and uh, inter- interview the uh, you know people involved, uh, people who used to be involved in the streets some who turned informant uh like uh my good friend uh red whitman or i believe that's how you say his last name who will be my pilot episode and uh we're gonna debut the series from uh his his yacht we're going fishing boys uh Uh nice each episode is gonna kind of have like because uh I i always wanted to have like a uh vlad tv or like a no jumper joe rogan style thing to do in my life. You know, essentially just kind of like underground journalism, not like for a news outlet or whatever, but I always thought it'd be cool to see, like, I don't know if, are you, either of you familiar with, uh, Hot Ones and a big shout out to Hot Ones. No. Nah. Uh-huh. No? Well, it's, uh, Sean Evans.
2: Yeah, who is? He's one, one oh of the oh yeah, Sean, Sean Evans, the, um, he used to do business with Sammy uh, Gravano in Arizona, right? No, Sean, no, Sean Evans is a, is a podcaster, man. Okay. Oh, right. I, <laughs> mind. I'm thinking of Sean Atwood. Oh, okay. Sean Atwood. At least from over here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, Sean Evans is a, he's an interviewer. He's an interviewer. He's a YouTube guy. He does it. At first, we feast and it's, they get all the famous celebrities. I mean, they've had Pete Davidson, Kevin Hart, Post Malone, you name it. Um, One second, guys.
2: You know, uh, speaking of Sammy Gravano, um, Ian, Uh-oh. you've been want you've been wanting to get him on here, and uh, I don't. He hasn't responded or whatever. I, I was thinking we could reach out to his son Gerard and uh, ask him because I recently learned that uh, someone someone reached out to me and they're like, oh hey, you uh, that's awesome that you let Sammy use your photos I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. Like, oh, on Sammy's website, you know, all your murder photos and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I had no I had no idea. You know what I mean? Like, no one asked me nothing. So that's- at least they could do to pay us back is come on. Ha, <laughs> Sammy! Nice, Sammy wow.
0: You son of a bitch! I'm gonna get With you. Bla- we're blackmailing.
2: We're blackmailing you. <laughs>
0: we're we're strong-arming the bull. No, he's uh he respond. He was uh, kind enough. to
1: Blackmailing? I'm not involved. I'm not getting involved <laughs> in international <laughs> conspiracy. It's taking me too long to stay out of prison.
0: Right. That's right, right. right. Yeah. I mean, you ain't lying, Dave. But no, actually, uh, <laughs> Sam- Sammy Gravano has done me the courtesy of uh, responding. I actually have. Had, oh wow. Uh, conversations with him i've I freaked out the uh one day i was so i was so giddy i was like I, you know i'd had a couple of drinks you know what i mean you know it's irish we're only yep. having a couple of drinks but uh he he was writing me and uh at the end of the night i was like well i was like you know you have a good you know have a good week and sam you know you know god bless the family and stuff like that he's all like uh you have a good weekend, too, my friend. And just him calling me like my, you know, like, you know, my friend, even though it's just one of those generic things. I was oh, so fucking giddy, you guys. I, was like, <laughs> I, I even had to write the X and tell her like, hey, it wasn't all a waste of time. Look who wrote
1: me. <laughs> Bro, I, I still get giddy when I speak to Seth and Christian. So, yeah. uh, I, I I mean, <laughs> and I think Me, too. And, and a mate, if you like. Me too. I, I don't mean to, I, I think Seth and Christian would yeah. both say that I'm fine with saying that. But, yeah, yeah I still I'd get love- giddy.
2: I love Seth, man. He's been so good to like, you know what I mean. A guy of All his of stature doesn't need to reply to me or doesn't need to reach out to me, you know what I mean. But he—that's he, that's just how he is. He's awesome. He's gonna be oh. the fourth. He's gonna be the fourth interview. I'm uh, I'm doing Red Whitman to
0: launch, cool. and then uh, talk about getting giddy. The one, the only, the life. Larry Mazza, is gonna be my second interview. Cool. And I have a surprise guest. We're just gonna call him a uh, DT for right now. But uh, he shares the same birthday as me. He was uh, an underground sort of Gambino associate, never a made man, nothing like that. But it, it'll be the first time he ever tells his story to someone like me. So I'm super excited for that one. Gonna do that no, on my birthday uh, along with him because it'll be his birthday as well, and it'll be none other than Carlo Gambino's birthday as well. So that'll be a that'll be a good time. And then Seth was kind enough to tell me that if I pop through Missouri after uh, after leaving Florida, because the, fir- the first three interviews I'm doing, they'll be in Florida. So, you know, you got like the series will follow me, you know, driving, cranking some good tunes, trying to find, you know, the best spots to eat where I go. And uh, then, you know, doing outlandish interviews. And me and Seth for ours are going to go zip lining. Um, I'm not sure cool. what me and Larry will do for ours. I'm, I'm thinking either lunch with Larry or lifting with Larry. You know, I know he's got a gym and he's uh, really into lifting <laughs> weights and, about to get about to get outshined by a fifty-some-year-old man, if that's if that's the episode we do. But I, I don't care, you know. Like
1: lunch with Larry sounds so much better than lifting with Larry. <laughs> it does,
0: it does, it really does. But uh, yeah, hey. and then uh, Seth, like I said, uh, for real, big shout out to big shout out to Seth Rounding Man. Like, honestly, yeah,
1: it, he's I was fortunate kid. managed to finally get over here in the UK, uh, White Boy Rick on Netflix. Um, I believe it was trending over there, number one. Yeah, uh, I think it was. I think it might have got to number one over here as well, but oh, what a what a documentary that
2: was! Yeah, that was um, one of the best documentaries I ever seen. I'm not just saying that because Seth and I are friends. That that was an unbelievable documentary, and the people he got to come out of the woodwork to freaking come it. on that, you know, like he had the hitman, the the guy that was I forget his name, the guy that was trying to kill um that got the contract to kill White Boy Rick. He was outside the courthouse with a freaking sniper rifle waiting mm. for White Boy Rick, but they brought White Boy Rick in a in a different in a different way that day, so he the guy didn't have the chance to take the shot. Yeah, I think I think you're talking about. He, uh, he went, yeah, yeah big not it? Yeah, yeah. If he went, uh, if that day he walked the way he usually did, he was done. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. No, it was a uh, it was a phenomenal
0: documentary. A shout out to uh, Scott M. Bernstein on that particular project as well. Um, uh, I do believe that was like uh, sort of a uh, like. I thought they didn't. They co-produce it together. I thought, or am I mistaken?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I. believe it's Seth up. Perantes, but uh, he was, you know, he was in on it. He was a big contributor.
0: <clears throat> For sure. Okay, I, I wasn't quite sure. I just want to. I always try to make sure. I'm to, not.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure either. So don't quote yeah, me on no, that. No,
0: I mean, yeah, don't fucking don't quote us on anything except the actual <laughs> mob stuff we're talking about. Uh, and actually, don't even but quote it, us on that, <laughs> Even
1: tell you like that because of, it, it wasn't just about what It was about, was it? it was about the, the criminal justice system as well yeah, as yeah. Uh, the no, event itself, and that was something that really interesting. because you know
0: he was the face of an error. Corruption, like,
1: well, what was I mean, that? see, that's the one I was watching another thing. Uh, Ryan was it Ryan Fitzpatrick or something about a guy that um killed this uh teacher or something? A true story, just and that Kathleen Zellner was involved, uh, Kathleen Zellner, and she was saying that. The, what's wrong about it is it's so difficult to put things right. Yeah, Mistakes get made. Fair enough. We understand that. Mistakes get bad, but it's the amount of corruption that then goes behind it to ensure that that conviction sticks, whether they're innocent or not. That Absolutely. is nine Nailed years it, to get it back into a car. I mean, that's disgraceful.
0: No, that I mean, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head with that, Dave. Speaking of that, Dave, shout, uh, shout out some of your problem over here pitching the series. Shout out some of your projects. What a, like, it's so hard to get a hold of you these days. Like, what are, have what are you been doing? <laughs> what, what moves are you making?
1: Uh, well, I'm actually, um, I've been doing a lot of work with an organization in the UK called Revolving Doors Agency. Um, and we've been working with our probation service over here. We've been working with the National Health Service. We've been working with the Ministry of Justice. Um, there's a lot of emphasis being placed on reform now. There's a new police crime sentencing bill that's being introduced into government and there's hope that it's going to start to make changes. But the Ministry of Justice themselves are putting a lot of money behind certain projects uh, and they're really starting to listen to and incorporate the people who the policies affect and that's those people with lived experience of the criminal justice system. So they're, they're really taking on board what we have to say um, and they're listening, and not only are they listening, as I mentioned, we're co-producing um, policy, um, and they're writing policy that will have a positive effect on the people that's going to affect because of the fact they're now incorporating lived experience into the um, produ- uh, sorry the development stage, so that they can try and cover as many angles as possible. It's all, all well and good having academics and practitioners and so on, but unless you have someone that's actually gone through it and can then tell you their story. Um, that's where you find the solutions when everyone gets together, including the voice of lived experience.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool, how can they look? <laughs> that
0: was that was beautifully said, man. You guys just want to end it now? I think that I think that's the wrap. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Put, rent, go, this is a Matthew
1: show. But having said that, uh, and you mentioned Red, uh, Red. We met. I think you uh, pronounce his surname. Is it Is it French? Anyway, um, it's he, a fake
0: name, is what it is.
1: But <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. I mean no. he. He was involved with the Chicago outfit, wasn't he? Yep, and yep, he was at the coincid- family
0: secrets trial.
1: Coincidentally, he's also in the story in the Mitzi's book that comes out on Tuesday. Uh, the best new true crime stories, well-mannered crooks, rogues and criminals. And I've got a story there that includes red funny enough.
0: Nice. Uh, a big shout out to red man, red, uh, red Whitman. Uh, I know he's going to listen to this because anything I put out, he, uh, he's just down for, it. he's a, uh, I got to say, uh, along, along with Seth and then you guys, of course, um, and Scott Bernstein, he has by far gone the furthest to try to, like, help me, like, you know, uh, progress as far as uh, putting together, you know, a YouTube series. And, I mean, this dude was all like, he's like, you know, you can come down whenever, guy. You know, he's like, I, he's like, I got spare rooms. You can crash here. He's like, I, He's like, I got everything you need to record it. I got all the audio equipment. He's all like, well, uh. He's like, well, we'll make sure it's a, it's a good one for you. I'm all like, you know, he's, this guy doesn't owe me anything. You know what I mean? Like, so I really, I do really appreciate Red. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's got skeletons in their closet. And uh, I mean, and I mean, come on. He was fucking super close pals with one of the most infamous mob enforcers in the Tony Chicago history. Yeah. You know, Tony Spilastro. Uh as, as well as he, uh, he, I mean, he was around when uh, Matt Sam DeStoffino was still around too, you know? Mm. But nonetheless, um, the Lost Cause Productions uh, Cross Country Chaos Tour will be launching in August. I'm not sure on the exact day yet, but I will keep everybody posted. If you could go over to the YouTube channel, uh, click on my first couple crummy videos, you know, turn the volume down if you got to and let them play (laughs) and like and subscribe. I promise they'll get better. Uh, (laughs) It's just uh, I'm trying to get used to filming myself still.
1: Ah, listen, um, and, and this is why I respect National Crime Syndicate and Craig so much because I weren't much cop as a writer to begin with. Um, and there's a there's some crap from early on, but it, it, I just obviously, the more you do stuff, the more you improve. And yeah. uh, it's sometimes good to have your own portfolio out there because it shows you your own journey as well.
0: Yeah, that was that's what I was uh, saying to myself the other day. I was like, you know, no matter how polished I get, no matter how well I started doing those first couple. Choppy, don't know what the fuck I'm doing off the iPhone videos will forever stay up. Yeah, YouTube. of course, man. Oh, Look, not you familiar. can't you
1: can't you can't replicate um passion. Um, yeah. passion passion comes it's ninety-nine percent passion. If you're passionate about what you're talking about, the passion comes across in what you're talking about. And it, I think that gives you a little bit of leeway in respect to the listening audience that you can get away with a little bit of crap here and there because the passion that
0: you show absolutely uh speaking of passion uh i got a lot more plugs to give but i'll tie them in midway and at the end of the show rob let's dive on in let's dive on into some mafia shit how about that how
2: about yeah let's yeah, do it
0: how so about we it, kick it off
2: we're gonna go over this month what happened this month in uh mob history and on the um the first of the month joseph Jr russo was born uh he's a legendary boston uh mafia boss. He was a very flamboyant guy. Um,
0: sort of like a, like a Skinny Joe or a John Gotti? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, but just, he was like, mm. a, he was a character, though, you know what I mean? Like the fucking hats he wore and <laughs> but with him, like he was actually the first uh, only, I think, uh, person to ever be recorded conducting a mafia ceremony. It oh,
0: happened. right, right.
2: It Happened in uh Medford, Massachusetts, which is right next door, it's about probably 10 minutes the house that uh that it happened in. Wow, and he's also famous uh, for being the one who killed Joseph the Animal Bob Boza out in San Francisco after Bob Boza turned uh rat.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, that uh, that definitely wasn't um an easy mark to hit either. It's not like it was a. Uh typical leave them where you find them just i mean just from the little bit of like i've read on it you know i mean like tracking all the way out to san francisco and like you know hunting down, hunting down a rat i'm sure is always sort of nerve-wracking in itself uh aren't informant, what however you'd like to refer to them uh there's gonna be a thousand comments like, the rats the rats the rats like yeah we <laughs> no, we get it we get it relax relax guy
2: yeah but, so um, in uh in our october ahead. of 1989 um they had the the meeting and uh it was at a member's sister's house, and uh, uh, the feds found out about it, and they wired the room beforehand. And uh, they they made four four members into the family, and even Raymond Patriarca Jr. was there. Um, and after, shortly after that, about a few years later, Russo went to jail in uh, 1992, I believe, um, pled guilty to drug trafficking, extortion, gambling, murder, you know, including uh, Bobo's murder. But he only got 16 years for that, which is which is. Pretty good for all those murders. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, all
0: things considered. So, but
2: it, it it was basically life given his age and stuff. And he did. He died on uh, on June first, nineteen eighty eight, of cancer in uh, Springfield, Missouri, same place <laughs> John Gaudi died.
0: Yeah, it seems like uh, it seems like June uh, as I'm as I'm going over. Uh, big shout out to that grimy Boston son of a bitch they call Boston Rob for uh, the the, <laughs> the list of information he gave me this morning because I, as per usual. Uh, was as prepared as I was all throughout high school. So it was none. Uh
1: <laughs> but Same here.
0: it seems like June has like a just like a I don't know, I I wanna call it like a vendetta with gangsters because I'm 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 going over this litany of names uh that Rob was kind enough to send me. And I mean we, we I mean as he just said, Russo Russo dies in June. Um Gotti. Gotti's taken from this world in June. You got uh greg scarpa you know who's i mean he's the grim reaper he dies in june june killed the grim reaper come on now i mean bugsy seagull i mean just all it seems like there's a lot of death
2: yeah a lot of guys
0: for yeah for a lot of and it seems like uh it's sort of like one of those i want to call it split down the middle because there's obviously going to be more people that got clipped and died of natural causes but it, it seems like there's actually quite a few who just you know died of old age or terminal illness or whatever as opposed to you know what i mean like cause some months seems like uh like november and december uh if you died around then and you were in the mafia you you, you got clipped it seems like uh christmas time makes uh these guys really uh greedy who would thought
2: um, which is surprising yeah
0: <laughs> yeah big shocker there right you know but uh <laughs> but i don't like i'm trying to because i like to do shit like that i'm trying to decipher why june would just have so so many bodies underneath its belt you know spring spring fever's over summer's setting in and everybody's got to make moves or everybody was sick from the winter and it finally just caught up with them i, I don't know but it, uh it's definitely interesting
2: dead air fellas <laughs> yeah uh, henry hill was also uh he also died oh no shit! that yeah he did uh what 2011 uh yeah, no, yeah. he got in 2012, I believe.
0: 2012 for sure. I knew, I knew he made it into like the the early teens, like the at least the, like the 2010s. That grimy son of a bitch. He just, I don't know, like you. I mean, hate him, love him. It's still my favorite movie. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was June 11th, uh, 2012. He died, um and this was just uh, a day after his 69th birthday. So he was also born in this month.
0: Oh, okay,
2: okay, yeah. Reap the like. Uh, he had heart disease. He died in a uh, Los Angeles uh, hospital, and uh, his girlfriend actually was quoted, uh, you know, saying he was very sick in his final days, and uh, he went out pretty peacefully for a good fella. Yeah, is what his girlfriend Lisa said. For a good fella,
0: that's uh, you guys ever. Uh, like one of my favorite parts about Hill was the. He's off the bottle. He's on the bottle. He's off the bottle. He's on the bottle. You guys ever seen him like any of the Howard Stern interviews? Like some, some of them, he comes in and he's all like, "Oh, okay, he'll maybe you know maybe you're fucking putting it together," and then he'll be back like six weeks later and he's just like pissed drunk at nine in the morning, like
2: fucking and, just. And he's he's been like that his whole his whole life. You know what I mean? That wasn't even yeah. just in later life. That was the whole fucking life.
1: Right. Like Oliver Reed, the actor over in the UK, it, it'd be on TV one minute, it'd be so stun cold sober talking about like. How bad was life was, and then the next thing he's been weeks later and be on their piss.
0: next thing he's got his fucking dentures popped out and fucking he's just like drinking. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: fun. Like his liver yeah, on the desk.
0: Yeah, have you ever? Yeah, it might as well be. And like, like, <laughs> it's like his his one interview where he's got like the sort of the brownish overcoat on. It's one of the it's one of the more like famous ones. His the one that starts off where he's just getting out of jail again. It's got like the bluesy guitar. And like it's the one where he's like, you know what I mean? Like I know, but I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like he says, you know what I mean? Like 180 times. I swear to God, guys, that like halfway through the documentary, he really does pop his teeth
1: out. <laughs> uh, hey, he he just I just I love his story. It's just <laughs> it, it, it's not real, is it? It shouldn't he, be real, but it is. He's the
0: he's the worst parts of both the Italian and the Irish cultures all mixed in. <laughs> Every bad thing you could say about either Italian, Italian-Americans or Irish-Americans, Hill's got them all. <laughs> you
1: know, well, one of, my favorite, one of the, um, my favorite named bosses also died in June, um, Silver Dollar Sand. I, oh, uh, he was uh, part of the Black Hand gang when all the Black Hand first come over. I think they come over here in around about know, right at the beginning of his family, come over right at the beginning of the 1900s. Were okay. involved with, uh, they were involved in, like, the Black Hand. Uh,
0: Where was he out okay. of? Uh, he, I don't know very much about him.
1: He was from New Orleans. He was, his trench, his French parents moved to the French quarters of New Orleans. Um, and he then, was born
0: in June, too, wasn't
1: he? He was born in June, yeah. He was born uh, 17th of June, uh, 1896, in Sicily. Damn, and they, the family come over to the United States around 1903. And I think he was only... Uh, I think he was around, I know he was quite young, about 22, um, when he'd become quite high up within the the, the black hand yeah. uh, thing that was going on. And then by about 19, I think 26, 1922, he, became, he took over, when Mentranga retired, he took over as street boss, okay. eventually taken over as boss. So yeah, I, from, I mean, obviously for me, I, I kind of see New Orleans as the as the sort of birthplace of uh, La and Nostria myself. So. It really Uh,
0: really is. I need to brush up more on New Orleans. I'm not, well, I got a lot of family down south and, like, everybody, you know, you guys know I love you, but, I mean, me and the south have just never really, I don't know. They got great food, but they always seem to, like, that's why I love these, because, like, Rob, that's why I fuck with, like, Boston and New York stuff like this, because, like, people are, like, outwardly rude to you while still trying to help you and, like, be a decent person. They're like, what do you mean you don't know how to fucking change the tire? Well, get out of the way. I'll fucking do it. Whereas down south, they're like, you don't know how to change a tire. Yeah, Some they'll do it kids. for you. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. He sent Silver Dollar Sam sent uh, Al Capone's brother packing um, when uh, Ralph Capone went up to see him uh, to try and, well, force him, basically, um, to uh, supply uh, the, the uh, Chicago outfit with the alcohol. Um, and when Ralph, Ralph went up there with a few of the mate or a few, obviously, members, um, and basically they got they got battered, absolutely battered at the train station.
0: <laughs> like uh like um like shot, you
1: mean? Uh oh, no, they literally battered. Oh, um, oh, okay. they, um yeah, they broke their fingers, uh and then Ralph Capone literally got the next train back to Chicago with yeah. with yeah. A flea in his ear.
2: It takes a lot of balls to go after you know, the Capones, especially while Al Capone was still alive, because, I mean, he, uh, you know, the, he would order a death in a in a second. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Uh, he sent guys up to New York to kill Frankie Yale, who was a longtime friend of his.
0: I love Frankie Yale's story. And I really Frankie
2: do. Yale helped them rise to power in Chicago by doing the hit on uh, Big Jim Coliseum. <laughs> still the, the same was um,
1: Marcello's there, boss, Ian. Uh, what's up? Uh, Silver Dollar Sam was uh, Carlos Marcello's boss
0: Okay, okay,
1: yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's, that's uh, And with the $30,000 pocket Oh yeah, I, I know his mm-hmm. name Because he, uh, he also bought the uh, illegal shop, uh, slot machines up to New Orleans through Frank Costello and, So he uh, pretty, uh, pretty
0: much like started up the French quarters, in a sense
1: Yeah, uh, he, he, he look, he built Lacoste Nostra in New Orleans Oh, um, Absolutely, absolutely Obviously, you had the Mantra, the the, the, uh, Mantranga, the, 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 yeah. the I suppose that was more a case of the Italian Mafia in America, Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, uh, but I think okay. Silver Dollar Sam was more to do with La Costa Nostra, like the yeah. actual beginning of the American Mafia. Yep.
0: I no, I agree. Uh, is there a, do either of you know any good uh books to brush up on the New Orleans, New Orleans mob history? Not just like one about Carlos Marcello. you know. I'm going to say. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, it, I mean, you can go and get a book about him, and it's like it's going to teach you a lot about that. But you guys, like, you know, like uh Rabb, Rab, uh, which I'm pretty sure he was born in June too.
2: Um, yeah. Him uh, and Peter Mass.
0: At, him and who?
2: Peter hey, Mass. Matt.
0: Oh, okay, yep. A big shout out to both those guys and uh, happy birthday whenever your birthday might be or happy belated birthday if it's passed. But kind of like how he broke down the five families. Is there is there anything for that for, like, uh, the New Orleans uh,
2: faction or not? Yeah, I'm not one, sure. I would assume. Well,
1: one of but, uh, uh, Boston, isn't it? He writes for National Crime Secret. Um, He's got quite a lot on the um, build-up of the New Orleans Mafia.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to ask him.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's good. Oh, of, of all the people
0: that <laughs> this is a morbid joke, and uh, his family probably won't appreciate it. But uh, I mean, oh well, he was a, he was my boss. Uh, of all the people that ended up getting clipped or you know dying dying from some sort of disease throughout the beautiful month of June, there was one one individual who was born in the month of June. Who probably is arguably besides St. Valentine's Day Massacre and maybe Anastasia, the most prolific hit of all time. And that was uh Paul Castellano. Um do you think you hmm. got like an exact like date that like day that he was born
2: in June? Paul Paul Castellano? It yeah. was um let me see. I had a radio didn't
1: he born and die the same day. Not the same day, obviously, but <laughs> it was the same no. who was that who was born that's, the same uh, day that's they joe died? joe gallo died
0: on his birthday yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. fascinated with
1: yeah i knew it's one you would know you because i, I it, it, that's why i was kind of mentioning because i thought it's something we spoke about before
0: yeah because i always liked the concept uh, even before i started studying mobsters and stuff like that like when i gotta go and i mean we all do uh I think it would be cool to die on your birthday and kinda of come like full circle, you know what I mean? You're not you're not how however many years old you are and whatever days and whatever minutes, whatever you are, you know, literally right. just a year, you know, that you turned. Like I just don't I don't know. I always thought it was kinda of cool. It's like uh it's like really it's like really summing it all up, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, he was um he was born on June 26, nineteen
0: fifteen. Nineteen
2: fifteen? Right on. Yeah, it's the same day, so we all assume uh a, in nineteen. Yeah, 19- yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, they're
1: bad yeah, no, bodies. It was just few... on the twenty-six.
2: Yeah, on the twenty-six. That's what I said, Paul. Yeah, Paul was born and Silver so Sam died. Huh. That's a, uh,
0: that's a bit of irony right there. That's. how
2: You know, one thing that uh, happened this month uh, that I like to go over real quick. I, I believe it was it was either the first week of this month or the last week of last month. But uh, Sicilian mafia boss turned uh informant or collaborator as they say giovanni (laughs) giovanni brusca oh yeah he got Uh, released
1: i'm surprised he's still walking
2: uh, to be honest no i was surprised he got released i mean this is a guy who who admitted between he said he killed between 100 and 200 people including he's the one who uh, detonated the bomb that killed uh, giovanni Falcone, the judge that was after him and he also killed um Giuseppe G Matteo, who was an eleven-year-old son of um, another mobster who had allegedly betrayed Brusca. Brusca kid did
1: the barrel, would it? Yeah, it.
2: he yeah he kidnapped this kid, tortured him, strangled him to death, and dissolved his body
1: in acid. Jesus, that was over, and, do you know that? Yeah, you know, but that was over like thirteen months. Eleven-year-old boy. Oh my God. They were uh- ten when he, they kidnapped him, Rob. If I remember rightly, I'm sure that was I, one where I, they I, held him for about eleven, twelve, thirteen months, I think it was. Well they were had, trying to get him. it weren't money, it was I think he was the son of a judge or something, wasn't he?
2: No, he's the son I oh, I thought he was the son of another mobster. I might yeah, have
1: been no, that one then,
2: yeah. Because the the father turned informant and um
1: didn't Brusca? he called uh, down Reena's yeah, br- team, didn't he, Brusca? Yeah, That's why he, he got, got out.
2: So did his brother, um what the fuck is his brother's name? Uh, um, Enzo, <laughs> I, I, I believe it is. But anyways, his yeah. But their father, um, he was also a uh, uh, well-known mafiosi over there, and uh, he, you know, basically disowned his sons when when they flipped. But when he got older in prison, right before he was dying, he actually said, you know, uh, his exact words were believe, I'm an old man. My word c- counts for nothing. Um, mm-hmm. But he basically, in the end, sent his, his kids. He believes they did the right thing, even though he would never rat and he never did. He believes his kids did the right thing in the end.
0: Uh, um, that's, uh, that's really cool, man. That's like actually, like, uh, I still think he's a sick, twisted, morbid scumbag. I mean you tortured an eleven year old boy for thirteen months, or even if even if that's all just urban legend, you still you still killed an eleven year old boy, like regardless.
2: I yeah, I have no respect for the mobs that break the women and children rule. I I in Sicily I don't believe they have that rule anyway, but it's just you don't do it. Like you, you watch Gamora and the only thing I don't like about Gamora, except for the, I don't think they they they're not that great at casting in my opinion, but uh, kill kids like it's like it's just another thing to do, like yeah. like it's business to them, and it, it, it just amazes me. You know what I mean? Even I know it's that that's a fiction and all that, but I don't know. If I was making a show, I wouldn't have kids killed and show like that.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. but you got you've got to show the true grittiness of it. I mean, there's a there's um, I don't know if it's on Wiretap the testimony one time of uh, John Gotti, an individual who owed him money. Uh, I mean, he he used you know having. Uh, that individual's daughter, kidnapping, rape, as a as a you know viable threat to this individual, you know I mean these like these these guys aren't these guys are good fellows, but they ain't nice fellows. All right, you know I mean this isn't uh as uh big shout out to Vincent apra uh you know Vinny the Librarian as I like to call him. He he's got a I've always stole his quote where he says this isn't the Salvation Army, this is the Mafia. You know like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's absolutely right. You know what I mean,
2: yeah, he's he's extremely uh
1: knowledgeable. Yeah, he's
0: very well-read. I really, really, really want to get him on here. Especially Genovese.
1: What's up? Especially Genovese.
0: Oh, yeah. It's it's the Genovese family. Fucking forget
2: about it. Yeah, podcast and stuff isn't really Vincent's thing. Like, he's a mob historian, but, like, he doesn't – I don't even know how to say. He doesn't really capitalize on it because probably because he doesn't want to. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but, you know, you never see him on podcast or or anything like that and uh that's just that's his that's how he is you know that's that's his thing. I he
0: he's so like sh- like straight laced on it too that like i like i try to get him into like how many people go they back and, and forth about just little funny conspiracy theories you know what i mean like how all of us will sometimes like you know well what if it was you know it was like like how i like how i'll swear up and down i think it was the bath Av crew that killed the couple that was robbing the mob there's no there's no proof or fucking real you know like anything behind that and like but you know it's fun to think about and talk about because in the end you can read whatever but none of us really know
2: You're, you know, yeah how you know i mean john some- Jr. took credit for it which i don't i don't think his crew handled it but he uh in a meeting with uh was it joe Messino? i want to say he had a meeting with someone he said that they uh he said yeah we took care of that
1: yeah, yeah. There's only there's only so much research you can do, but then in a way, that's the beauty of organised crime as well that you can kind of take it. Especially if you're going, if you're mixing fact and fiction, you can kind of take it where you want for some from some pretty decent <laughs> platforms of stories that already exist.
0: Oh yeah, but that's why I love about Vincent is he doesn't budge on that. He doesn't no. do that. It's strict. No. It's strictly fact. yeah. It's strictly like either fact he, or fuck he, off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, Baxter, so fuck off, literally. Vincent, Perfect straight
2: fun. up. Vincent, straight up. He, he's official. Uh, Sammy Gravano sent him a friend request, and uh, he he declined it, and then sent him a message that says, "I, I I'm not friends. I don't become friends with rats." <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking shots fired, Vincent. On, Vincent. Fuck. Oh god, that's awesome. That's all. I'm tagging him in this one. That's well, <laughs> good for you, Vincent. Jesus, man. Oh my god. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he po-
2: he posted about it, which is the only reason I feel comfortable saying it, you know.
0: Oh yeah, man. I mean, he don't give a fuck. He lives in Holland. He's got fucking a bad bitch, you know. He's got he's got his kid. He runs a restaurant. Like, he's good.
2: Yeah, he's the real deal.
0: He, he's yeah, he- also why I'm tattooing Carlo Gambino's mugshot on. Uh, I'm doing it on the same leg as he did, in like the same spot. He's got Vito. I'm gonna try to get a little trend going. Everybody, get your favorite mob boss tattooed on that that right leg, <laughs> that right inner calf, you know. Come one, come all, and get it done. You know, what I mean, I think it'd be cool. It'll probably only be me, me and him who end up having it. But like,
1: yeah, I'm crazy enough to do shit like that. <laughs> I'm also putting uh,
0: the the one I found. Uh, it's a do real a old. It's a real old mugshot of Lucky Luciano. It's sort of like the mugshot's so old. It's sort of almost like uh, just a silhouette type of like real gray. He's real young. He doesn't even got a suit on. Uh, I'm putting that one on my forearm. I've actually decided I'm probably gonna get uh, quite a few infamous mug shots for my favorite rock and rollers and uh, rap artists and uh, gangsters.
1: Do you know one, There's one that I like of uh, Frank Costello from when he was young, when he's got that round bowler hat on. Yeah. With yeah. his mom and dad. I love that picture.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, I love the picture on the cover of the book for the uh, uh, Carmine, the snake. I swear to God, dude, if Pee Wee Herman wasn't no good for nothing kid did a learn, there would have been 20 years ago. Pee Wee Herman could have played a young Carmine, and he's dead now, so I don't worry about retaliation for saying that.
1: Do you know one of my favorite pieces of, of, of things like that is uh, J. Michael Niotta, uh, where he's got the – I think um, Casey is going to be using it. Shout out to Casey McBride. Yeah, Uncle big shout out to he uh He's going to be using it for one of his, cover, for his albums, uh, album covers. And it's the one with Vito in the back of the van, and he's got like the two uh, the two pennies over his eyes. Absolutely awesome piece of artwork.
2: (laughs) Nice. I've seen that. It is good. No, yeah, Uh, that's that's what
1: annoys me about J. Michael. Man, he does everything. He can do everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, that guy's dude. That guy is. It doesn't matter what he does. Everything I think
0: a man should be.
1: Yeah, he is the American hero for me. Yeah, for real. That's what I put him down to. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. A
2: vet, he's a veteran. Uh he's a well recognized mob historian. Yeah, a legend in mob history, if you ask me.
0: Yeah. He yeah, plays 100%. fucking he plays a stand-up bass and a, I don't know if it's a ska or a punk rock band. I don't know. His his wife is gorgeous. I mean, I love me a tattooed girl, so like whew, Good for you. Good for you, Jay Michael. I mean like God and, bless and you, man. And he loves, I mean, he loves the guys.
1: And his son looks like his great great grandfather. The genes are strong in that the Otter family. Yes, they are. <laughs> they all the look the same. With the fucking rocket
0: launcher the other
1: day. I know it's incredible. They they all look the same. All of them from, from his boy right up to the great grandfather to Jack Dragna. Yeah. they just the family resemblance is just incredible. Yeah.
2: He recently sent me a picture because I, I was doing a, um anytime I'm doing something on on Jack Dragna I'll ask him about it first because because Wikipedia has it's literally- <laughs> Yeah. It's literally wrong Wikipedia. And he even reached out to them to say like, listen, Hey, I got papers to prove all this information or whatever. And they kind of just ignored him, I guess, and kept it the way, the way it was. But you know, he has everything about his grandfather; He has all the records to prove it. And, um, mm. I did, it was doing a post on Jack Dragon's house in Los Angeles. And, um, I, I sent it to him first just to make sure it was a house. And he sent me a cop, a copy. It, it's on my, uh, it's on my Instagram page, the Omeritsa page. And uh, Jack Dragon had a gold key, uh gold-plated key to that house. And uh, it had his name and address on it, you know. And I don't know. I, I thought that was pretty gangster.
0: No, that's... That, that's that, proper gangster. <laughs> factually I need to uh, study a little uh, wee bit more, too, is the uh, whole the L.A. the LA scene as far as uh, mob history goes. It's just something about... I don't know, man. It, it's just... Uh, I like the mob, I mean the mob's everywhere, so I should never relate it to anywhere. But you know, I mean the the East Coast, they just the you know, and then especially something about New York City. It's just, you know, five mafia families all trying to chase the same crooked nickel. It's like, I mean, it, it's a real it was like a real life drama series for you know, roughly a hundred years.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's it is. I mean, it's just it's it's been its own soap opera, isn't it? Organized crime.
0: Yeah
2: yeah i, 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 I recently, love it <laughs> i do
1: i really do i think we all do yeah i, I recently
2: up, sorry no problem i i recently read a quote um of mickey Cohen. is i'm not an educated man but i've read some history every kingdom <laughs> comes up bloody every castle is built on a pile of bones when i came out here la was nothing back east i was a gangster out here i'm god
0: Good God Almighty! Talk oh, Rob, this. that
1: just sounded cool. Uh, you saying that as well? <laughs> yeah. That was...
2: Well, how... I just—it stuck in my head. I, I screenshotted it when I seen it because uh, I it. don't know. I—I just, I just love shit like that.
0: I was gonna say, uh, me too. But I was gonna say, how long you been sitting on that fucking gem? Jesus, <laughs> that was a—that <laughs> was a good one. I just learned, I uh,
2: it was... uh, read it the other day. It was on the Sicilian Mafia page on on Instagram. So shout out to them.
0: Yeah, uh, big, big shout out to them. Dave, are you on? You're on Instagram, right? It's what it can be. That's you, right?
1: What can be? Yeah.
0: What can be? My bad. Yeah. You know that. Dislike,
1: I, yeah.
2: I love Instagram. I mean, I, I was I, I've been doing Facebook for years. You know, I mean, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get Facebook until like I was in my twenties, uh, and when I really started uh, getting into organized. Well, I was always into it, but when I first started writing about it, all that, and uh, Facebook blew up. But I was having the biggest problems trying to break instagram uh, it took me five uh three years to get five thousand followers <laughs> and and now actually and just a couple months ago i posted five to five thousand followers thanking everybody and now here we are just like three months later and i'm almost at 10k um wow yeah,
0: I, I really send some my way homeboy. homeboy
2: yeah
1: yeah i mean I, it was should... to, I was talking to craig the other day about all of this and he, he was because obviously i'm no longer on facebook but he was saying that, um how incredible some of the groups are actually doing they're just taking off on instagram as well as facebook just it's just been incredible to see the it's growth nice all, uh, on all of you
0: dave because you were there to help me start it, and rob yourself too dude the gambino family runs itself at this point i don't see too much trash same. And nonsense in there every once in a while but
2: same with all our mob groups that we piled yeah. up on uh, we got the, the people run them they do a fucking great job running them so we can focus on other stuff and shout out to all those guys you all know who you
1: are admins yeah. moderators whatever
0: big shot yeah so big i'll shot. never
1: forget my time on there, man just i keep going. i've got some old stuff that i've kept uh like some little mementos from my time on there. i'm gonna um, i'm even going uh, most yeah. of it's a murder and uh mob king i love working for you guys and zero man
0: just just wait boys i was like i'm gonna, I'm gonna get lost cause production cars. And, and dude i'm telling you we all gonna eat all right we're we gonna be all right i got uh I got a few things that I'm that I'm trying to line up. I'm not going to speak on any of it because it's, you know, nothing's set in stone yet. So uh, I'd hate to jinx myself or m- make a uh, big statements that uh, I ain't going to back up, you know, like some people have come to yeah. me, you know, in this industry, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you it's uh, i I mean, I'm, I'm tattooing lost cause on my back. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be the real deal, man. I, I'm, I want like a, uh, sort of like a different version of like a Vlad TV type deal. I don't ever want to try to be like somebody. I always want to be myself, but like, you know, I mean, the, the concept of, you know, I, I would eventually like to get into, you know, uh, doing a, a podcast about, uh, you know, hip hop and then, uh, you know, p- uh, producing music as far as like hip hop and all that stuff. I got a, I got a lot of uh, endeavors that uh, I want to put Lost Cause under because, you know, it's, it's just Lost Cause Productions. I'm not putting no... Like definitive handle on it, it's whatever you want it to be. Like, I mean, if you're if you're at the end of your rope and you're an aspiring artist, writer, journalist, whatever, and you're listening out there, hit me up, man. I mean, like, I can't make I can't make you rich yet or nothing like that. Don't get me wrong, but i uh I mean, I'll do whatever I can for you if you're out there and you know you're trying to get a novel off the ground or you're trying to get. You're more than welcome to come on the podcast. You know, I'll give you plugs whatever we can do over here you know what i mean like it's uh, but it's not
1: about it's it's not about getting rich as well though, i mean really is it i mean um well national, i mean easy national, to, yeah of course to. everyone wants to earn a pound note or yeah, wants yeah, to earn yeah. A dollar, whatever side of the uh of the ocean you're on but yeah um in respect to national crime syndicate national crime syndicate and with the murder as well and the other clubs uh sorry the groups that belong to on facebook um i didn't know where that was going to take me and Yeah, I'm going to plug the book again, but here I am two days away from um, being involved in in a world-renowned author's anthology of true crime stories. And that's because of National Crime Syndicate and because of the groups that we all ran on on Facebook, including the murder, which is where it all began for me big time. But um, so (laughs) even if you don't begin... With, it's just about a hobby. Who knows where it can go? And that's obviously why I use What Can Be, because that's what it's about. You just don't know. So if there are any people that want to write stuff and things like that or got an interest in and a passion, it's all about that passion. If you've got the passion in organized crime, yeah, you'll get to that point. You just oh, need yeah. the platform. I, yeah. And obviously, Ian, with Lost Cause Productions, you're going to have the platform, brother. So yeah. who knows? You might next. You might be producing the next Selwyn Rabble, the next J. Michael Nyar. I,
0: I, I, man that would that would make that i could die happy if i if i could you know do something along that Why not? i mean i give a big shout out to ncs but I, I will also dog them a little bit because they've always put me on the back burner so it's, it's all good been a lost cause my whole life i'll fucking i'll do it on my own i do give a big shout out to all the people i've met through there though because on an individual scale a lot of them have helped me and mentor me and you know uh sort of try to put me on uh the right path but i'd be lying if i said that you know i didn't get a bunch of uh empty promises from certain individuals and lost uh not lost cause fucking i am lost cause like (laughs) but if i didn't receive uh you know empty promises from you know a handful of uh you know pretty pretty reputable members over at ncs and and once again nothing nothing disrespectful towards ncs i love them i'm I'm glad to be a part of it but uh like i said I, i also feel like uh I was put on the back burner a little bit as yeah. far as the the whole crop goes. So I, uh, yeah. Well, it
2: it definitely don't come from all of us. You know what I mean? I won't get into. Oh, I know. Anything, I know. I know. Like, I know. There's several people mixed in around politics. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I understand. I completely. We still agree.
1: love you, brother. <laughs>
2: okay. I ain't salty about it, man. I'm hope
0: all my hope will be is that the individuals I'm talking about. And it's very, 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 very slim. Over there, but hopefully one day they uh, they need a job, and uh, we'll see if uh, Lost Cause is hiring. <laughs> Love it. All right, who else we got here? We got
2: um, well, another thing that uh, happened this month. That I mean, it's not mafia, but we always break off into different stuff. But yeah. uh yeah. El, El Chapo's wife, Emma Cornell, pled guilty to uh, her charges this week.
0: Ooh, for uh, what? What? It- uh, what were the charges?
2: It was uh dr- you know drug trafficking heroin uh cocaine I believe even marijuana and um she's also was charged with um help uh, helping her husband escape from the, um that prison back in two thousand fifteen because yep. she was as his wife she was basically the only one who could see him so she was carrying orders back and forth and and all that. So, um, they got on that. It was first reported. And even I was one of the first to report that she was making a deal. If I was wrong about that, you know, I apologize for that, but, um, that's just what was going around then because she had turned herself and everybody thinks she, she was, you know, flying into an airport and got arrested, which that ain't what happened. She was flying here to turn herself in. She knew the charges were coming and it was alleged that, uh, she was going to rap. but, um, and I still hear, it's not that she, you know, she would have done it, but I guess they didn't need her, to do it is what I'm hearing, you know, Articles out there. I don't like to go by the articles. I like to go by the people that are, you know, close to it. But,
0: um, that's a hard one though, man, because you know, that's a, that's a hard one to get people, you know, really up, up, up in the, up in the organization and stuff to really give you a whole, uh, you know,
2: breakdown of it. But that'd be,
0: that'd be incredible. If she, who's she going to flip on? Like the, the well, she, cartel as a whole.
2: Yeah, I- that's that's what was first reported, and it, it, even there's a post on my Omar's pages about um about her. You know, she was expected to cooperate, and I I still believe she was going to cooperate, but it just didn't come to that. Um, yeah. I don't know, I don't know why it didn't come to that. It's a little odd, but um, maybe she backed out. There could be a million reasons to it, but she's looking at about uh ten years in prison.
0: Wow, I mean, I guess wow. all things considered, for. <laughs> Interconta or uh, was it cross country drug trafficking. Hey, talk about a real cross country chaos tour, huh? Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean the ten years for fucking plotting the escape of one of the most notorious cartel bosses of all time and then maintaining the operations day to day after he, you know, finally finally gets sent up, you know, sent up river, like that's uh not bad. There's people were given more time for uh, a lot. A lot less, I'll say.
2: I believe they're trying to um I think I heard the justice fine was trying to give her a life sentence over it.
0: Yeah, I thought I she was facing uh she got ten years.
2: Yeah, uh, well it did she's being uh sentenced in uh, September, but what she pled guilty to, um, I think it's nine uh nine or ten to fifteen years is what um what what the sentences guidelines are. I'm not saying yeah, she's gonna yeah. get that, but
1: so it
0: sounds like she's had a result. Yeah, as, uh, I do wonder who's going to take the reins now because uh, you ain't never, never keeping the head off that snake for too long.
2: Yeah, well, she was never officially running the cartel or anything like that. And I don't think she has an involvement anymore. They probably cut her out when uh, El Chapo went down because the, the Sinaloa cartel, actually, they turned their back on El Chapo. They refused to pay his legal bills. Oh, did um, yeah. They, they must've just figured, you know, he's, he's guilty. Why are we going to pay yeah. tens of millions of dollars, whatever. And chap will even asked the judge for special permission to call his family and order them to pay the money. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow it because they didn't know if he was going to try to pass a message through or something. So, so they wouldn't allow it. But, um, yeah, that his, his number two guy there, um, is running it now and, uh, his sons have big involvement in it. Like the siege John Kulia Khan that was on the, uh, the news a while back one of his sons was captured and his one of his other sons you know got the whole you know not the whole cartel a lot of cartel members together and they they basically shot up the town they did everything and they demanded uh, his release and they ended up releasing him because yeah. they didn't want any citizens to get hurt did you see the video of the
0: actual arrest i did oh man it's wild like they, they pull up and he just like he answers the door big old like call of duty looking customized 45 on the hip fucking just like yeah still yeah. not a not a worry in the world
2: in my opinion he bitched out he was like uh he's like i'm giving myself up i got it. like and he even they even asked him the uh enforcement. did they even asked him to call his brother or call whoever and call it off and uh he didn't he says i'm turning myself in you know stop but uh the brother wouldn't wouldn't go for that you know yeah, because I mean, he 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 would have been extradited here. It, you know, it would have been all kinds of uh, shit. And I, I I assume I guarantee he would have flipped. He's a young kid. He's in his twenties, I believe.
0: Easy with the guarantee he would flip. There, right? we're talking about the cartel. But El Chapo flipped. El Chapo tried to blame the whole thing on uh his number two. Oh no no no! I know. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if if there's anybody that we should definitely maybe start using the word allegedly for, it, it, it's the cartel.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, no, that, that, that's actually a good point. Because <laughs> yeah. unlike other uh entities, they're not gonna sue us, they're gonna do something else. So
0: yeah, yeah they're, not, they're not gonna sue us. And I was like, that, was a, that would be a surreal experience. Can you imagine you the bullshit ask. we I'm
1: not part of this conversation. David's <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, and I'm signing off. <laughs> I'm nothing. Like, <laughs>
0: that would be something to come to to just somebody like, so I hear you're a lost cause lighting up a cigar or something, I'm all tied up and shit. I'm all like, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's actually a really good show uh on Netflix called El, El Chapo. I believe there's only two two seasons, but um it follows uh, yeah, his day yeah, from the Yeah that, that was I I loved that. That was a uh an awesome uh documentary.
0: Man Chapo Ch- 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 Chapo Ch- Ch- is one of the most ruthless sons of bitches I've ever had the pleasure of uh researching as far as uh you know yeah. I talk about somebody who fucking just cut all the way till he got to the top. And then, I mean, I mean, as you just gave me the information, I, cause I didn't know he, uh, flipped on his number two, but
2: yeah, it uh, is Ismail Zambada. He tried to, um, basically blame the whole thing on him and say, he was the boss. I was working for him when it was actually the other way around. Al Chapo was the boss in Zimbada. and Zambada and Zambada's son, um, flipped on his father. He was released just recently, um, flipped on the, the uh, cartel, but his father gave him permission. He got arrested. He got extradited here. And, um, he was facing who knows how many years, and uh, he actually said before I make a deal, I need to call my father and talk to him, and they let him, and uh, his father co- got back to him, and uh, he told his son, he goes, do what you got to do to get get yourself out of it, you know, if you got to talk, talk. Right, I mean, yeah. Somebody's also are, are already wanted, What? What? you know what I mean, what else is he going to do? I probably would have told my kid, uh, well, I wouldn't want a kid to flip, but... I would let him flip on me, you know what I mean, like uh, yeah, oh absolutely,
0: I I hundred percent feel that statement. Anybody, I'm sure anybody with kids does.
2: Zimbabwe, you know, he's been wanted for uh for years now.
0: No, I, like yeah, I, I definitely agree with that statement. Rob. that's a that is a funny statement because I'm not. I mean, I, I always make the joke that Ian stands for I ain't no snitch, you know. Uh <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> That's but, cool. Uh,
0: yeah, but I definitely feel you on the if I had uh, children and it was all like, well, you know, fuck it, I'm facing down either 18 years or 100 years, so go ahead and snitch, son. <laughs> like, you know, like,
1: but. Well, it seems to be organized crime is kind of um, coming under a lot of pressure around the world. It's only yesterday, um, one of the big bosses over in Turkey, uh, head of the, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this right, but Kara Gumruk gang, uh, Nuri Ergin. Um, he was arrested yesterday uh, but apparently he's quite um, there's a, uh, an account on Instagram, Costa Nostra Records, so I haven't really had a lot of conversations about it, but he he also has worldwide gangsters.
2: He's a good um, friend of mine.
1: Oh, is he? Oh, right, okay, yeah. yeah. He was talking to me this morning about it, so I've never heard of, uh, I'm not really into the Turkish organised crime kind of world, so um, it was quite an interest, but he gave me enough information for me to, to mentioned that but uh, I think I said it all right Nuri oh, Ergin. But I mean he's quite quite high up um mafia boss over in Turkey. And you've oh, got obviously Andrangata uh, around the world as well. They seem to be getting ways. arrested left, right and centre.
0: Yeah I would imagine Turkey's got a pretty big uh shout out to marijuana for that uh little inhale you just heard. But uh <laughs> yeah I uh I'm sure Turkey's got a a pretty I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Pretty sprawling, uh, organized crime presence. Actually, now that you mention, it, I never really would have thought about them.
1: I would have thought it's quite <laughs> concept, quite in depth like, with politicians as well.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I mean. Is once I got to think about, it, I was like, yeah, I guess that would be a pretty good little place to set up shop if you were if you were some well to do gangsters, you know. Mm. Speaking of well to do gangsters, though, we'll try to veer it a little bit back on a mob mob topic, but you know, we'll we'll dive back off as quickly as we hop on. Uh, some other notable figures that the month of June uh, would see taken from the world of organized crime and the world as a whole. Uh, I mean, it, you got none other than the now I wouldn't call him the visionary behind Vegas, but but the, the, definitely the set of balls that Bugsy. went out and helped Vegas become what it was. You got, uh, you know, Bugsy Siegel dies in June. Oh, uh, Who else you got? Um, let's see here. We got. So, Sunny, uh, Sunny Black, flip flop it real quick. Uh, Sunny Black, uh, is it is it not Napolitano or Napa?
1: How do you Napolitano. say he's... Napolitano? Napolitano. Napolitano. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, he
2: uh, like he, like the he, ice. cream. He, what's up? I said like the ice cream,
0: Napolitano. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. See, like I always feel like that's how you should say it, but then I'm also
2: all like, oh, that's not PC, bud. no, <laughs> I, yeah, I could be wrong. I I miss to I miss the names all the whole time, like the the I used to call them the, the Negrada for years. <laughs> for years, I called them Negrada. And I think it was you, Dave, on the show one day, on this show, you mentioned it. You said it that way. And I think I asked you if that's the way you pronounce it. And uh, yeah, you yeah. you were right. I, I, I can't well, so I'm like an idiot on here saying <laughs> Negr- Negrada.
1: Red, Red the, Whitman. English, the English version of Interlenghcturno. Well, I'm not sure how how um, Italian it sounds.
2: For a mod for a historian who does this for a living, I make a lot of fucking mistakes. That's for sure. <laughs> we all do, brother. Stupid. A lot of stupid mistakes. You know what I mean? We,
0: trust me. We we all do. Uh, Red, Red Whitman. Another no. big shout out to him. He he hates the way I pronounce uh, Arcado. Tony
1: Arcado.
0: Arcado. Yeah, but like I don't know. It just—it's just how it rolls, you know, off the tongue for me. <clears throat> and he's all like well, you're not saying it properly. And me and him went on a big old debate. I was like, really? Because is it Genovese or Genovese? Or is it, you know, is it fucking like, I was like, no, you know, don't tell me that your race for sure right and my way's for sure wrong because every documentary I watch, every other person who they're doing the, you know, they always seem to, unless it's one of those straight, it seems unless it ends in like an O or something like that. Like there is no way to say Gotti a different way or, you know, Gambino. But like, there's a, like, uh, what is it? I heard one guy say, uh, like Proface, it's a uh, you know Profaci, uh, who also died in June, I believe. Yeah, June uh, but- seventh,
2: nineteen sixty-two. Yeah, look at you, Rob. Goddamn, you're prepared today. That's yeah, well, just- I, I, know, but you know, the, with the with a lot of those big names, you know that that info is just in you know that info's in the head. Unlike a lot of other guys, where uh, I'd have to look it up and refresh my memory. But with the big, well-known guys like the New York Five family, all those bosses, I. I have that pretty much, their birthdays and deaths in my uh, head. But yeah, he died of uh, liver cancer at Southside Hospital in Bayshore, New York, um, and he was buried in the in St. John's Cemetery in Queens, where a lot of heavy headed uh, ma- mafia members were buried. You know, I, I believe Neil Dell Croach is there. I know John Gotti's there, yeah. um, and in Provaci, he Ruggiero's,
0: actually <laughs> uh, Ridge Arrows, too, there too. Yeah. Quack,
2: quack. Yeah, Provachi has the biggest mausoleum of all in that uh, in that cemetery, or at least he did at the time.
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask you guys where where uh, what do you, what are you guys thoughts on uh, Provachi? Like it's uh, he's always been such like a uh, like a mysterious figure to me. Like he's like I mean like don't get me wrong I'm I'm well versed on him, but there's just there's always something weird about him. It's just like he almost yeah out of place to me. But I was wondering what you guys thought about him.
2: Yeah, I know it's like with Genovese, man. Like you know. I, I mean, the more more I learned about Genovese, I started liking him. But in the beginning, like I didn't really want to do too much research on him because there's just something about him I didn't like. You know, and yeah. there's no reason for it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, because we fit like any of these guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We've, uh, yeah, it, it just it he's just there, isn't he? <laughs> that's my that,
0: that's my thing. It's like I it's know he did there. a lot of pretty impactful stuff, but like I don't know. He's just just one of those guys, Just one of those mob bosses to me for some reason.
1: Yeah, just uh, and another one uh, for me is uh, uh, uh um, ah, ha, ha, Tommy um, oh Lucchese
0: Lucchese
1: yeah it's the three yeah, fingers it
0: man it's fucking off-putting.
1: <laughs> yeah it just it just it just appears it's like at the time you've got Frank Costello Albert Anastasia Lucia. uh, uh, Lucky Luciano there's Vito they, they Stefano Magadino. I mean they're all about aren't they they're all characters they're all and then you just got a couple of guys that are just there. Yeah, <laughs> but they're there at the top table.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm. Uh, I'm completely wrong for feeling this way about the the next one I'm about to name. But uh, Joe Colombo always struck me as somebody that I was like, Meh, you know, even though I'm he's not, definitely one of the most impactful. My bosses. I'm not. I'm yeah. not a fan of Joe Colombo.
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan.
0: I, I don't know yeah. why. It's
2: just
1: he
0: <laughs> basically about just like kind of because like.
2: He's it's like almost, an accidental boss. Yeah, it's, and it's almost I mean. like he
0: ratted to become a boss. And my uh, my you know, like
2: yeah. yeah, to to an extent he got that's how he got rewarded with becoming a boss
1: is by um he got the contract, didn't he? Didn't he didn't he get the uh, contract for who did he get the contract for? Gambino. Uh, Vito, was not it?
2: No, it was Gambino, I thought.
1: Gambino. Yeah. yeah, and he went to Gambino and told him, didn't he? Yep,
2: yep. Yeah, and he rewarded him by uh oh, making a boss. On, it though, right. Which, which all that meant was Gambino now controlled the Columbo family.
1: And he controlled the Lucchese family.
2: Right. Another, another person who uh who died this month, uh he was shot and killed. And you don't really hear, you hear too much about these guys, but the, uh, the Jenna brothers, Mikkel, Peter, James, Tony, Sam, and Angela Jenna. I mean, these guys were, you know, Chicago mobs is very, you know what I mean? Very ruthless very oh. well known. Uh he, he was killed on June, thirteen, uh, J- June thirteenth, nineteen twenty-five. Um, Mikel, Mike, the Devil, Jenna. Um, he was killed by the Chicago police.
0: Oof. Uh, was it like a just shooting? They just
2: well, like, got he, he got in a shootout. Um, a few of the Jenna brothers, I like, no, or maybe I think just one of them was on it, but uh, him, Joseph Scalise, and uh, Albert. Answer me. Uh, I can't even say his last name. Yeah, they they yeah. were in a shootout with Northside gang members, and um, after the shootout, they were chased by uh, four Chicago cops, and I oh. even have their names right here: Michael Conway, William Sweeney, Charles Walsh, and Harold Olson. They opened fire on the cops first, and um, killed Walsh, uh, Officer Walsh, and um, Olson was uh, wounded. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, Olson. I believe Olson was killed too, and uh, the other another was. Uh, Wounded, or wounded, and uh, Jenner ended up being uh, shot in the leg, but it severed an artery, oh. so that's how he died. You know, you not too many people die from a, a gunshot wound to the leg, but uh, it severed his artery, and but um, that's he, he why di- Jenner had to get his yeah. penis removed. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> he died in the uh. ambulance. But a funny thing is, one of the last things he ever did was kick a cop in the face.
0: That's awesome, <laughs> that's hilarious.
2: He died literally in the ambulance right after kicking a cop in the face, basically, like it was his fucking last words. That that's one of my favorites of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre too. The
0: only survivor, you know, when they ask you know who shot you, it's like nobody shot me, and then fucking dies.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was (laughs) Mike. um, uh, Mike was uh, Mike Jenna was killed um, just a few weeks earlier on uh, May 27th, 1995, by Bugs Moran. Um, and then uh, a month later, July 8th, 1925, an- an- Antonio Jenner was shot to death in an ambush. Um, and the three remaining brothers, Jim, Sam, and Peter, fled Chicago, leaving the Jenner territory to be taken over by the Aelo brothers and then by uh, Al Capone.
0: Man, you just fucking – Rob's just killing it uh, out here. I, like, just, what, I, I what have a post. a podcaster.
2: I have a post. Yeah, yeah. I have a post um, ready for him because, um, you know, it's – coming up on the 13th I'll post I had a post I was just doing on them so I had it here
0: you want that sativa bud ain't you smoking some sativa got you all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning
2: <laughs> I love the all the freaking strains man it's you know what I mean How you
0: guys got, you, got, you guys got disposed out there now right
2: what, what's oh, that oh yeah we got some great dispensaries out here man they just opened one in Boston um I haven't been there yet but I hear it's fucking awesome
0: That's what's up, Dave. What's going on with fucking jolly old? Are they gonna legalize this shit sometime in the next century or what?
1: I don't know, bro. I don't know. They've only just given out the um, uh, licenses to the pharmaceutical companies, so I can't see them giving any licenses.
0: Well, yeah, I mean it's
1: it's medicinal, but it's medicinal in really. I mean they're hardly giving anything out, but um, it is happening. Uh, I can see it in another probably about five uh, years' time. I would have thought. Um, once the pharmaceutical companies have been able to rinse every pound note they possibly can from uh, from their licenses. And then yeah, another, five, another
0: five years. that's That seemed to be what it took, uh like, once most states got on board with the whole, like, medical, like, dispenser. It seemed like it only took, you know, five, six, eight, depending on what state you were on from Michigan. So we were, we were mm-hmm. pretty quick on it. Uh, it's the
1: kind of it's. I'm not sure whether or not it's the kind of contacts and I have on LinkedIn or the people that I follow on LinkedIn. But it does seem as if there's more and more of the conversation happening um, by people in the right places, kind of police and crime commissioner, mayor, um, councils, that like the, right, the police, that sort of thing. It's it's. Um, there's a lot of discussions going on at that level, so it can't be much further from the sort, sort of government white papers and proper discussions in the houses of commons and things
2: it's insane it It wasn't legalized earlier you know what i mean like it should have been alcohol like that's why i hate people that look down on people who smoke weed if they drink you know if you don't do nothing whatever but alcohol
1: causes way way more problems why way more problems i was on vacation
2: more lives by far Exactly, like you never hear anybody say, like you know, what I mean? oh man, I got so high last night, I punched a kid in the face, or I crashed my car. You never hear that with marijuana. No. It's always drunk no. doing it, you uh, know. Although
0: I got, I will play devil's advocate real quick, and then I have another fucking statement to make about weed. But my 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 buddy and uh, Andrew, Andy G, Louis Leather, we call him Louis Leather because he's Italian and he always wears a leather. It's actually his last name's Galante. I really want to do some deep, <laughs> deep research and see if he's related. Uh, because he told me he is, but he's also fucking hammered when he told me that. And I think he was just trying to get a little clout. But nonetheless, I will say he's the only person I ever met and still to this day, I've only ever met. But he is the 1%, Rob. It's crazy. That kid can drink beer all night. He's a big friendly teddy bear. If that kid smokes a joint while he's drinking, he thinks everybody's trying to make him feel stupid or get going over. I do. I've never seen somebody while out and fight so I, hard. I, for-
1: I, I've seen people, people like that.
0: Yeah, to where yeah,
1: it's, I, it's, yeah, of course. I'll rich. tell you what, though, I've seen more people like that on alcohol than I've on Absolutely, me.
0: absolutely. I just think I just thought it was a phenomenon. I always tell my time, I'm like Andy, how are you? The fucking one out of a billion. I'm like, how? Are you, like, you drink thirty beers and you're good. You just want to, you know, get some food and try to, you know, pick up a girl and you know, be all lovey. That you smoke a joint and like you're fighting nine of your best friends because you're like you're all making me feel stupid. But the other thing affects people
1: in different ways, is not it?
0: That's true. It is, and it is, uh, it really technically THG is really technically like the lowest grade form of like a, like a, a an LSD style mind altering drug that there is, like I said, lowest form before somebody says something stupid in the comments. It's, uh,
1: it, it, is yeah, a even, psycho-
0: it is a psychoactive, you know,
1: uh, even psychoactive drugs now are being looked at in respect of the positive uh, impact that they can have in respect of people with quite deep issues that, um, that they're giving them these, these psycho- psychoactive drugs and they're calming them down to a point where they're able to talk to them properly. Oh, the microxychloroquine micronutri- have- uh, Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's kind of um, what's it, uh, psilocybin or something? I've, I've probably got that totally wrong. No, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I was involved in some research with an organisation over here that are looking into. Um, they're doing an actual research program where they're looking into using psychedelics as a build-up to a talking therapy, and I think it's an incredible idea. I mean, it's something that's been going on since the fifties, isn't it? Forties yeah, and the fifties.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, it started in uh, White Very place as always, yeah. you know, where you got like the. Uh... Uh what's the one experiment that Whitey Bolger was in? Um hmm. I forget what they were called. Was it the the uh MKX experiment? Uh L C uh, uh L S D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was uh, they called, they called the experiment some um, uh, MK Ultra experiment.
1: No, MK Ultra was a CIO uh okay, yeah, I don't, that that MK Ultra was where they were trying to do mind um kind of uh, brainwashing tricks so that they can get people to commit uh, assassins without even being in the same country as, as the person yep. that they're getting to commit the assassin.
2: That 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 really doing that that uh experiment with the LSD in prison really fucked Bulger up for the rest of his mm. life. Um yeah. I yeah. read his I, I I had the pleasure of uh, reading his personal diary and he really? talked about yeah and he oh. talked about saying um like how he would have to keep the lights on even when he was sleeping. Um
1: who's a like unibomber? Just, Didn't that happen with him as well? Didn't he yeah. when he do LSD at college, yep. the unibomber yeah, he you was.
0: What, uh, uh, what was his name?
1: Um, Ted Kusinski Ted Kusinski. <coughs> that guy. That, guy that was- brought to you in part by marijuana. I'm sure we had a guy over here as well um, that was doing something over here. Um, I can't for the life of me think it. What well, I think it was the guy um, with the, the uh, Enigma machine. Alan. Oh, what was it? Turing. Alan Turing. I've got a okay. funny feeling when he was at college. He okay. also was involved in an experiment to do with um, psychoactive drugs.
0: That's crazy, man. The only thing that I'll say that is uh, that it still kind of pisses me off and it's aggravating and uh, I won't because uh, this last little stretch, I, I moved uh, I moved out of the house. So uh, the, the Wise Guys Hideaway Bannister is a forgotten piece of memoir in Wise Guy Hideaway history and uh, moved into a studio apartment right over a little uh, down, downtown stretch um in a town just you know just a few minutes over but then uh you know i got into the position where uh you know bouncing in between jobs and you know looking and you know shit, shit getting tough but still maintaining and uh you'd be surprised how many places you still go to and they're like uh can you go past a pre-employment drug screen and i'm like no no i'm just kidding but like,
1: <laughs> i'm like
0: uh I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I can, but where do? You, what's your guys' stance on marijuana? It's recreational, you know. It's it's wreck here, and they're like, well, we're at will employment, so if you uh, if you piss dirty from marijuana, you still uh you still which is like you were saying, Dave, it's complete bullshit. Like you were saying, Rob, because I like I like I guarantee I could tell them like, oh man, do you think I could you know go and piss tomorrow because I you know I killed a twelve pack last night and alcohol might still come up, and I, I guarantee you nine out of ten times they'd be like, yeah, that, you know that's fine, just you know make sure you're there tomorrow night. But if I was like Okay, well, can you give me a day to clean up so I can go get you know the THC out of my body? That's now legal too, so that I can still get a job with you guys. They'd be like, "Well, I don't really think that." Pretty
1: uh, you- important.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous. You guys need to shape up out there, employers. All right, everybody smokes weed, and if they don't, they probably drink, and if they don't do that, I I don't know. I didn't grow up with people like that in my life, <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> well it's, it's the same situation in a way it's a situation with cocaine and crack isn't it? exactly the same drug but cocaine users look right down their nose at crack users yeah you're both on the same drug yeah I'm it's done just it that one's got one's more socially acceptable than the other the same as alcohol and cannabis one cause yeah, is more harm think- than the other but because it's more socially acceptable it's not an issue
2: yeah. yeah, I think crack would probably be uh, worse. I mean, I n- I've never done it, but I, I think that would oh, be watch worse. Like, uh, I, Rob, I was on
1: it myself, mate. It's a nasty, horrible oh, drug. <laughs> um, so and heroin. heroin as well. You just lose your principles and your moles. You just – yeah, you just – the 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 addiction comes first before anything. Family, children, um, okay. food, drink, it, anything. It will take
0: probably. you down some, uh, some dark sure. dark rabbit cool. holes. But it is funny that you say that today because – you are right though, man. Like if you're at like a if you're at a party and the, you know you're like, I got a bag of cocaine. I mean everybody wants to be your friend. Everybody's down to come play. Yeah, exactly.
1: But no, but nobody <laughs> wants
0: to hit the 50 rock when I pull it out. What yeah, the fuck?
1: Yeah, but you pull it out. You'll everyone to walk away. Yeah, and right, it's the yeah. same drug. It's just crazy, isn't
0: it? Just walk into a party and you're all like, Oh, you guys wanna you guys wanna get up? People are like you got coke? You're like, well, oh, I got something like that. Just a big old ball of crack. You're like, who's trying to just light a blowtorch?
1: And most of the corporate world and politicians and Wall Street, they're, they're putting coke up their nose like no one's business. <laughs> oh man, the drug, the drugs incorporated episode uh, about yeah, exactly. the Wall
0: Street guys, the real wolves of Wall Street. It's incredible. There's a dude who just orders up like a quarter ounce of blow from three different dealers. He, he like he's like cash cashes a little bit of money to each of them right out of the gate. Like this is just how much money he's got, and like first come first serve. And these guys are coming from you know the projects and stuff to him in, in like Midtown. He like and he's got the mask on and the deep voice and he's all like you know I don't go nowhere I don't want to go they come to me and like they film him like he gets the bag and they film him and he just starts snorting away and it's funny that by the end of it he might as well just take the ski mask off because he's sweating through it so much. That, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I watched last night. Was it last night or the other night? I watched the story of crack in America from 1980s yeah, um, and with how all of a sudden, like, um, you've got the war on drugs, you've got Ronald Reagan and everyone else that followed Bush and Clinton and all of their war on drugs. Yeah. And yet, um, you could not get a cigar, one single Cuban cigar across the border. All of a sudden, there's tons and tons of cocaine getting across the border. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> how does yeah. that happen? How right. does that happen without the involvement of the government or at least the CIA? I mean, they've got to have been involved in all of that.
0: Oh, I mean, just like any of my African-American friends have told me, I will, tell the, I will tell the listeners in the world out there, if you really don't think that the CIA planted crack and fully automatic weapons into lower income neighborhoods all throughout America, then you're just, you, you're so, naive, you, is, what, is what it is.
1: Two thirds of crack users in America during the 1980s were white. Yep. And they yep. made it a black problem. It was never a black problem.
0: And did you? uh, uh well, it was. And, but... they, and they really stuck it to them, though, too, because uh, you know mm. what the hundred and eighteen to one law is?
1: Yep, massive inco- yeah. yeah, of course. And then yeah, you've got mass yeah. incarceration. Um, yeah. And they even admit. I mean, you get caught with five grams. Uh, you get caught with a gram. Uh, it's like you of, getting
0: caught with one hundred and eighteen grams of powder.
1: Yeah, you get caught. Yeah, you get a hundred times more than what you would if you got caught with coke, and it's yeah. the same drug. For the same, for less weight, mad, 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 and that's why you got mass incarceration in in, in America. It was a huge growth industry throughout the eighties and nineties. Oh, that's why yeah. you got CoreCivic and GEO uh, turning over billions of dollars each year because they 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 incorp they they lobbied your government to make sure that there were more and more charges being laid so that the prisons could be full. You had prisons trebling their their population in a year. It just it was little towns that had four and a half thousand people ended up a jail with 200 people, and it all of a sudden they got a jail with 1,500 people.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. That's one thing hey. I never thought is right either, Dave. I don't know where you stand on it, but I don't think prisons should be able to be privately owned by some uh, sort of, I don't know if you want to call them an entrepreneur <laughs> or what, you know, whatever. I, I think it's uh, i agree. That, you know, the crime fact, shouldn't pay. That somebody like <laughs> Warren Buffett or Donald Trump could go <laughs> on and open and be the, you know, uh, proprietor of a, of a private prison tomorrow is, I mean, it's honestly fucking terrifying. If, if Ian, it's- I'm going to be honest
1: with you. Uh, in the UK, the private prisons are better. There's more on offer. Um, there's more resources available. Uh, there, there's the, the cleaner prisons. There's a lot more. However, they're not prison because they're brand spanking new. You've got staff that have never been prison officers before trying to rebuild a new culture of prison with prisoners that are used to prison. It's just... They're nightmares, but that aside, crime doesn't pay. So if crime doesn't pay, why should it pay for someone else? <laughs> I
0: mean, couldn't have said it better myself, brother. It's, uh, I don't know, the The world is just, the world is crazy, and I love every second of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a boring world it would be if it was all the same. And listen, if it didn't have crime, how would people know the right from wrong? <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, that's true. That's very true. That's very true. Oh man, we're rounding up on eighty-five minutes yeah. here, man. We
2: uh, one, uh, if if I and one other thing I want to mention, what happened on uh, in this month? It was um, June thirteenth, uh, nineteen eighty-three. Was the Mafia commission meeting at uh, the ba- Bahi Restaurant Supply Company okay. in, uh, in New York? And it was, um, but. but I think before the meeting got started or right as it got started or just a little into it, the feds ended up coming. Um, they, they, they found out about it, or whatever. And, uh, fat Tony Salerno actually had to be pushed out the fucking window because he couldn't fit. <laughs>
0: so, fat Tony hurry. I yeah. love fat Tony. So He's just
1: like, hurry up.
2: Come on. Come
1: on. Yeah. Someone what, needs to do a film about Tony Salerno
2: Seriously. Man. When one of his lieutenants, uh, Vincent Fish, corrupt. Uh, Cofaro, uh turned informant and testified he said uh, usually a, and this is a direct quote usually a commission meeting lasts four or five six hours and he meaning Tony come back to the neighborhood early and I see him he's huffing and puffing I says how come you're back so early he says there were agents down there we had to we had to get out they had to push me through the window to go <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's hilarious that's absolutely <laughs> hilarious uh we also uh I don't think I don't think I mentioned him before we lost uh Momo in the month of June I believe too yeah, Connor,
1: yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um, he uh He's man, boy, is it funny. Like, uh, cause like me and Red Whitman, another shout out for him. But, uh, he, we, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll chat it up on the phone hours. Like, I always make the joke of him, I'm like, Red, the last time I talked to somebody this long on the telephone, she was a girlfriend in high school and I was on a house. Like, <laughs> like, but he's just an old timer like that. And it, it is funny when like you bring up names from, uh, from Chicago. Hey, guy, Chicago, but uh, it
1: yeah,
0: but it, it is funny because like he's got a different, like, perception on like the name like the names you because to me it, you know it, it's research it's names and faces in a book that you know have been most of them been gone long before fucking i was even a thought and you know the minds of two drunks in the back of a station wagon in early 91 uh <laughs> but <laughs> it's it funny to hear him like you know when you bring up like lombardo or you bring up uh was is, is, is the real one to talk about because like he uh it's fine i'm gonna tackle it in my interview too but he he says, like, he's all, you know, Tony was, like, you know, just a genuine guy when you were around him. He's all, like, so for me to, like, see all this research and all the, you know, all the stories that come out after him, after his passing and after he, you know, after Red does the Family Secrets trial and then Casino drops and then you got Collada running around. He's all, like, uh, he's all, like, I never, he's, all like, I mean, I knew he had to handle business when he had to handle business. He's, like, but I didn't. He's, like, I never saw that side of him. He, you know what i mean like he's like the side i saw of tony was you know we would sip scotch and he he'd want to you know chat up every beautiful girl that was in you know in the in the building you know what i mean so but uh but yeah man it definitely is just uh it's a crazy world man it's a, it's not only just a crazy world for you know gangsters it's a, it's a crazy world for everyday people you know and 100%. It, it's uh Poverty and you know lack of education in, in certain areas, especially in uh, a lot of major cities, is is a real fucking problem. It, I mean, it really is, mm. and it turns people to a life that I mean, I mean, Dave, David, you know, you you were down the rabbit hole yourself for years and years, and I mean, God oh, bless no, you, God. something good with you know with your experience and your you know, but it seems it seems like especially once you start getting in trouble, boy, is it easy to just stay in trouble. <laughs>
1: Well, it is because you start believing your own, not your own press as such, but you start believing the, the kind of the stigma and the discrimination that comes attached to the criminal justice system. So you kind of don't think you, you're good enough for anything else. So you just end up staying stuck down um, oh, and talking about stuff. Well, yeah, exactly. And talking about stuff in June, um, it was three days ago uh, on the 9th of June 2017 that I was released from prison and, and I've been out ever since hell yeah crime free ever since um and in my life that's quite a huge thing so it ain't too late i mean i'm 52 this year so um i was 48 when i come out of jail uh and it's not too late um to turn your life around it's just that you need you need purpose you know and and for me uh the work that i do in respect to the criminal justice stuff (laughs) but the mafia stuff as well this this gives me a purpose because yeah, it, it gives me a purpose. It, it, it's, it's something that I can enjoy. Um, and obviously it's led on to me being published in a book. So, uh, yeah, it's never too late. man.
0: It's, uh, I gotta, I gotta say, man, you're, uh, you're definitely the OG. Rob, you too, because you, uh, both of you right when I started, you know, trying to write more in the groups, post more in the groups, want to start groups of my own, this now and that. You, uh, you both definitely took me under your wing and fucking uh, really helped me out. That's definitely something I'll never forget. But, Dave, you especially – just like, I don't, I don't know what it was about, like, we just clicked, you know what I mean? Mm. And like, you were, you were the original, you are like my original Red Wetman, really, to be honest with you, yeah. or however you pronounce his last name, to where yeah. we would just go back and forth for hours just because of the, I, I was on that. Uh, I was paying it
1: forward though, brother, because I was getting the same respect from Rob. So I was right. just literally doing what, what Rob was with me and the other guys, like Christian and all that, what they were yep. all doing with me and Seth. I was just passing on to you. That's all I was doing. I was just paying it forward, man
2: i was yep. just gonna i was just gonna say the exact same thing Dave. where i love helping out people like um coseno the coseno mm. Re- records kid uh yeah he's you know he's not really not he knows the basics like he's a he was a fan first you know what i mean yeah. so he knows the basics but he goes by the wikipedias and stuff like that so he's always asking me a lot of questions and which i don't mind at all because there's people that took me uh, under their wing when i was coming mm. up like uh you know, Vincent Oppa, Nev yep. Morgan, J. Michael Neola, all, all those guys, set Ferrante. So I love passing it through. But with you guys, you guys didn't need much help at all. You guys had it, had it there, you know what I mean? Um, well, I, mean, I, I think being humble, humble isn't it? I think if you're
1: humble like in that. what I'm you a, do. I'm like
0: a East Coast, you know, Detroit, Chicago based, like knowledge like you you got montreal you had sicily at la so like there there was definitely areas i needed help in. i needed to know that billy bats doesn't have a picture just, just a little bit <laughs> you guys did to look out for me you know
2: yeah we gotta find a picture of him man. that's like the holy grail of uh dude, dude,
1: photos you know, dude, oh, I love know what, this fucking
0: uh, company rob there's gonna be a five thousand dollar bounty for the billy bats photograph
1: <laughs> i'm still looking i'm still looking for the photo of um vito genovese's lover Uh, when he was out in Sicily, uh, uh, in the Senza Montessori. Um, That apparently, but personally, I actually believe that Anna Genovese is this woman that people say that existed, but no one can ever find the picture. There was just one uh, business card with her name that was found, um, which has been linked with Vito and saying that it was his girl. But Anna Genovese was going out to Italy with his brother Michael quite a lot. Um, when he was out in Sicily during the Second World War. So um, I don't know. I think it was, uh, I, I, I still think it's Anna Genovese rather than this Innocenza Montessori <laughs> or whatever <the> name was. <laughs> you think she did what? Uh, that I, I think Anna Genovese was uh, this this Innocenza Montessori. I can't remember her surname. I think I spell it right. I said it right. Um, because Rito Genovese was meant to have had this mistress whilst he was out in Italy who was also a madam. Now, at the end of the day, Anna was a madam. Uh, she was travelling to Italy. Now, surely she's going to go out there on fake paperwork. And I'm assuming that the fake paperwork was this innocenter. Uh, Because there's, there's no picture of this woman. There's All there is is a business card. I've seen the business card. Uh, not, obviously, physically, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen the business card. Um, however, I'm, I'm 100% convinced that Anna Genevais and this in a sense a lady of a same woman.
0: Hmm. Damn, Dave, your your conspiracy theories on the map. are <laughs> a thousand times better than mine, and I hate and love yeah. you for it at the same time.
2: <laughs> Anna Genevieve, she got she got basically sick of being a housewife and she wanted something of her own. And um, I believe it was a uh, a gay club like that she opened up.
1: Uh, yeah, the Genovese were very much into the gay scene.
2: Yeah. And another thing about, I'll, I, you know, this will be the last person I uh, bring up, Philip Rusty Rosselli, who was boss of the Bonanno okay. family, he he passed away uh, June 24th, 1991. 1911, uh, 1991, I'm sorry. Now, his yeah. wife, um, you know, what a lot of people don't know, he had his wife killed or his, or his wife's um, death was ordered by, you know, the mob family or whatever, because she caught him cheating and, uh, on a, she shot him in, in fucking, uh, in a street in New York and beat up his mistress. <laughs> and, and she threatened to go to, uh, the police. And I have it somewhere on my page, the story. And, um, the police didn't believe her at first. They thought it was some kind of trick. And then she goes, "Okay, well, she gave up the name of someone that the police were hiding to testify. She gave up the. She said it, and she told them the location. Like, you know, if I'm lying, then how do I know where you're keeping mm. this guy? And Ooh. she gave them the address. And that's when they fucking realized, like, holy shit, they know where I'm. Inform- in informatives, you know, and that's how they knew she was telling telling the truth. And they had a mobs to visit her. Um, like I said, I can't think of a name, but it is on I have post about it on uh, the omerta Instagram page. And, and she don't just, her, uh, I was
0: American Instagram page or Facebook yeah. over there. Give it a fucking
2: Give it a follow.
0: It's good stuff. Uh, and same with and, uh, what can be by Dave. Sorry.
2: Yeah. And so she gave, you know, she gave up information. They sent someone to talk to her and say, Hey, listen, you got to stop talking or, you know, you, you know what's going to happen. And I don't know if she didn't believe it or she just didn't care or whatever. He and was
0: then gangster, she, bro. That's yeah, what
2: it was. she was gunned down in the, uh, the hallway of, um, of her building. And another thing she don't know, a lot of people don't know about him. And, uh, or Ristelli, is she for Ristelli, she operated a bunch of um, baby mills with uh, abortion mills where they illegally wow. gave abortions that's the first time I've ever heard of a mobster being involved in something like that you know what I mean
0: yeah I mean it's
1: Anna Genovese she's she's an interesting story to herself I she must have known that Vito had her husband killed you oh you yeah she's still Vito, and to she still it, married and she still married him
0: I can't get over that now that you said that, Rob. Like, can you imagine how much because like ab- abortions, uh, you know, illegal back then.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, I know. Can you
0: imagine the the profit? that just goes to show that
2: cash rules everything around. You know what I mean? The mm, the, yeah. the dollar before everything else. Yeah, but now me, if I was a gangster, that is something I wouldn't get involved in. Like there was all there was always a line in the sand for me. You know what I mean? Like you guys know the story of like. Uh, you know, what I was doing years ago and moving yeah. marijuana and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, it's just fucking, you know, there's certain businesses, there's certain things I wouldn't touch. Like I wouldn't touch. I, would, I was never dealing with, in heroin and anybody who not really worked for me. When I say work for me, I mean like, uh, I I supplied them, and then they'd come back and pay me or whatever. But but yeah, like I always made it clear if you guys are in the deal H or something like that, tell me now because I'm not gonna be involved with you. And I actually beat up somebody (laughs) with brass knuckles over that um, because someone had said to them that like you know oh you know don't let Rob find out uh, you know he won't deal with you anymore about buying he said you know fuck rob whatever and the thing is i never was the type to go out there and beat up people over something but the thing was is the whole fucking city was talking about it where like he uh, he said i wouldn't do shit and if i didn't do shit then it would have looked like i wasn't shit and i wasn't i'm a fucking skinny (laughs) i'm a skinny kid you know what i mean but there's just certain things i'm not gonna let someone get away with you know now i'm in my 30s and stuff i'm you know i don't yeah, you know, nowadays it doesn't mean I ain't gonna punch your fucking head. It means yeah, I'm trying. Bro, I, I feel you. To I ain't go- gonna. You ain't gonna pull the. You ain't <laughs> gonna pull the brass
0: knuckles out. I feel, yeah, I feel you. I had I had a set of brass knuckles for a while, and it oh. definitely is one of the. I, I feel you. I'm being like you know just a just a scrawny kid. I was a scrawny sure. skater kid my whole life, bro. I think, yeah. I think that's
2: why you and me clicked. You're I think a- it was Dave who I told the story to because I I I beat the kid up with brass knuckles so bad that I literally yeah. felt bad after. Yeah, it's. No, like,
0: uh, I hit a kid in the ribs with a, a pair one time, and the sound he made was like, I, I yeah, I feel you. I, like, it's,
2: yeah, it's not a... But again, I'm skinny, you know, I'm 135 pounds fucking soaking wet, so, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not that tough, and I and the kid was way bigger than me, and I knew I, I needed an advantage, you know what I mean? Because I'm not going to go into a fight and then... Just get beat the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Myself, you know, me and my boys always had a pack where if one of us was fucking losing, we'd... Yeah. You know, and... Go in and knock the other person out or whatever.
0: Go in there and get Go in there and get it. This part of the podcast is brought to you by the Blammy Pack, because I'm 28 years old and too old to be getting jumped. The Blammy Pack. Go and get you one. <laughs>
2: Oh uh, yeah, like I like I said, there's a line in the sand. There's certain businesses yeah. people shouldn't get into. There's certain things mobs shouldn't do, like kill children or whatever. Like Griselda Blanco, for example, if uh, if a drug dealer owed her money, she didn't just kill him; she killed him, his yeah. wife, and his kids yeah. because she believes, like uh, how in uh, the time in the in the Godfather, where um back. Yeah, years yeah. later, he comes back and kills the guy that killed his father. Like, she said, you know, in, in years from now, these kids could come. After us, so that's, it's it, uh
0: we're gonna we're yeah. gonna take a detour from the mob on our next episode because that's actually a mugshot that's going on me too, is Griselda Blanco, and I'd actually really love to delve into an episode about it. Well, and it. You know what?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. I've and you know what
0: I'll
2: do, myself. I'll reach out to her son Michael Corleone, I'll see if he'll uh be willing to come on or at least quote let us quote him on something yeah, like, like that.
0: Yeah, even like if he would have a phone conversation with you and like you like like semi you know, whatever Whatever. We can apparel. Do. <laughs> yeah. Whatever we can do to accommodate him. But we're uh, to, uh wrap up on the two hour yes, mark, right. which will cut us off. I got a couple more plugs to give. Now, everybody knows I love hockey. Everybody knows, you know, I'm um, I'm a big uh, sports fan, uh, with the exception of uh, baseball. I know it's America's pastime. It's just too fucking slow for me. I got ADHD. But whenever I need my sports gear, I stop by Pro Edge in Port here Michigan. All right, Port in Michigan, excuse me. Uh, you can find them at 4th, uh, 4350 24th Avenue. On uh, Sweet 801 at the Birchwood Mall in Fort Gresham, uh, Gresh, Michigan, that is 48059. Uh, you can get a hold of them as well by calling 810 824 4088. You know, like them on Facebook. Bob Roberts is the CEO. He's a really great guy. It's uh, it's funny how I ended up talking to him so much because whenever I'd be waiting to for my next his, new appointment, what's uh, the next plug? His name is Bob Roberts? His name is Bob Roberts on God, on Jesus' name. So that's his name. You got two first names, basically. Two first names. But he's <laughs> the man when it comes to sports memorabilia. I mean, that some of them rare gems, you know, different sign, uh jerseys, pucks, anything like that. And, I mean, if you want it, he can, he's got it. If he ain't got it, he's going to get it. Like, that's all, that's all I can say about Bob. He's a solid dude. He's always hooked me up on my gear when I was waiting on my tattoo appointments from my second sponsor. And that's Serenity Tattoo and Piercings. Uh, which is also located at the Birchwood Mall. Um, you can get a hold of them by calling 810-385-2222. And uh, if you if you go in now for the next uh, couple of weeks and you mention uh, Wise Guys Hideaway podcast, you'll get a ten percent discount on a gift certificate for uh, any tattoo or piercing. If uh, if that's something that you or yours might be into, and you're from the uh, you know Thumb area of Michigan um john john anderson is really good dude uh he owns the shop he runs the shop he's uh one of a kind artist my boy drew anderson is the one who does all my work but uh i got in touch with john and told him that you know i mean i, lo- I love tattoos i love piercings uh and i really love their shop it's like a, it's like my it's my therapy session uh ink therapy is a real thing for me so he was all like well you know fuck it man let's set it up and uh tell anybody who comes in and mentions wise has uh hideaway you get a 10 percent discount cool. Purchase of a gift certificate. The only reason you have to get in gift certificates <laughs> is because they're so backed up because of uh, COVID that you can't, they can't take cash from you for an appointment in advance, like six months, but you can buy it a gift certificate and uh, you can use that. So uh, that's a
1: great deal.
2: One last thing I'd like to say before we wrap up is anyone who, uh, you know, is listening or listen to us, you know, all 12 of you. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. But- <laughs> it's 14 uh, now. If you guys want to see us cover a certain topic, just message one of us and let us know. We'd be happy to do it. You know, we want to talk about what people want to hear. So, I mean, if anyone has any requests, I've been doing a lot of requests to my Omerita posts and stuff like that. So, anybody has any requests, come to one of us, drop a comment in one of our links of the podcast, but make sure you tag us so we see it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, and one request—one request we're not going to do is fuck off. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The only request we're not going to do is fuck off. we stop talking you. about rats.
1: And if you're still here after an hour and forty minutes, you must be a fan. <laughs> yeah. if
0: you're still here after an hour and forty minutes. God bless your soul. You <laughs> get up
2: in the morning. I'm surprised Guys. I'm still here after an hour and forty minutes. It's, uh, yeah,
0: I don't know how it's My, my oh cat boy. keeps looking at me like, dude, fucking, what are you doing? Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, I got the dogs here. Yeah, we got a new one too now. now a new and one. New one. Woo! Yeah, you I adopted, and it was for, uh, Cody. What's funny is when okay. I adopted him, I, one of the reasons we adopted him is we thought he was only two years old. Turns out he's fucking six years old. So, <laughs> now we got, we got Morgan who's freaking 80 in human years. He's, uh, he's 11. <laughs> and then we got six year old Cody over here. And, uh, Cody, uh, he's a baka, so hopefully he doesn't he's too baka He's a baka. That so was me. the most
0: Boston thing you said oh, all pocket. I love it. That's a great <laughs> way to write out. It's a baka. Oh my god, that was awesome. Dave, you want to give any? You want to give your pets any shout outs? What about that beautiful missus of
1: yours? What's going on? The beautiful missus is behind me with a rolling pin, so I will we have and get off that podcast.
0: "Who the fuck's that kid from Michigan with a Midwest accent? Tell him to shut up."
1: Yeah, no, get they're cut. good. We're all good. We're all good over here, man. The, but, the two dogs and the cat. Um, yeah. they. I'm, I. I sometimes wonder if I'm the pet. Yeah, you ain't yep. lying.
0: I got fucking two cats running around, and they definitely control my life.
1: <laughs> speaking
2: of speaking of our uh, shout out to. Uh, to Kelly. Uh, she's cool as shit. Yeah, she, uh, big shout to Kelly. Much love keeping cra- my boy in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. She's been very supportive of, um, of yeah, Dave. This so. guy's been very supportive. Anybody shout cool?
0: to my in Boston. Tell my, tell my Boston yeah, mother. My I said, Boston. hello, I'll
2: be out there. and when
0: to see you. We'll go to the hop. We'll get some coffee.
2: I'll let wow. her know. Coffee. coffee. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, shout out to my, uh, my brother and my sister-in-law and their uh, engagement that just happened ah. too so Woo! congratulations
0: where's my invite i want to come to boston and get all trucked
2: up <laughs> they get married uh august 26th of next year one day after my mother's birthday after
0: my birthday Quality. your mom's august 25th
2: my yeah my mom's born august
0: 25th god bless her i'm august 24th tell her she's got a good month to be born in yeah <laughs> that makes you We're a right. virgo
1: that makes yeah I'm a virgo. Virgo. I'm a virgo virgo
0: <laughs> uh well it's been fun guys i really uh i'm really yeah, happy listen. we did this rob way to fucking way to way to push me back into fucking getting back in gear and getting back on here i definitely uh that de- definitely all oh, a shout out to you for uh sort of pep-
2: yeah we didn't we didn't mean to take that long of a hiatus in between seasons but we just had a lot going on all yeah, of us.
0: everybody everybody seemed to have a bunch of you know shit just compiled once and then me with the move and i was working 10 hour days 2 30 p.m to 1 a.m i just it was just, it was a struggle. That's why I left that job and I started a new one uh, this Tuesday. So
1: here's the new yeah, beginning. Here's 25 got- da- Twenty five hours a day, eight days a week at the moment, I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's just, I mean, Dave fucking with, with great, uh, what is it? With great responsibility, with great power comes great responsibility.
1: That's where you're at right now, brother. I'm just, I'm loving what I do, brother. I've got a purpose. That's what it's about. Do you know you what? Can, it is?
2: You- you're killing it, bro. You're fucking killing it. Um, You're I'm keeping me I'm, out of
1: prison, Dave. Do you know what, brother? I'm so proud of who I am now. I no longer have to be ashamed of who I was.
2: Well, yeah, I didn't know you back then, but I'm proud of who you are now. You, you know what I mean? Like, because a lot of people don't come out reformed, like most people. No. Think, you know what I mean? If anything, they come out more criminal. You know, because <laughs> they learn more shit from the other criminals in there. But yeah, uh, yeah Dave, definitely shout out to uh, to you on that, man. Much respect. I
1: love both thank you. Brother.
0: I love, both oh, I love you. you both, guys. Nothing but love in this podcast. I like Lots it. of I like love it.
1: in this podcast.
0: But I'm going to get up off uh, here before they uh, boot us off and we got to weird will
1: end. fall out. <laughs> from guys, all us here you at you take at care. Y- I love time. you guys.
0: Oh, thank Damn. you, man.
1: But, take uh, care.
0: From all of us here at Wise Guys Hideaway and uh, Lost Cost Productions crew, as well as our American Social Club, What Can Be, go follow Dave Braxby on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, he's not on Facebook. He don't fucks with that. But I don't fuck me- with
1: Twitter either.
0: <laughs> no, no more. All right. Well, follow no. him on Instagram, folks. That's where Big it's thing. at. As far as me and Rob, you can find our scumbag ass <laughs> on every social media platform. that there is. <laughs> From all of us here at Wise Guys Hideaway, we love you, you beautiful sons of bitches. Take it easy. Take bro.
1: care, people. Later, guys. We're-